everyone and welcome to another episode of the entry level podcast where we talk all things entry level i'm your host lindsay bernard and i'm here with my co-host sarah dudley but today we're actually going to do something a little different we just wrapped our first money series and we had three incredible knowledgeable guests on rachel richards eric rovers and grant sabatier they were phenomenal sarah and i were blown away with how much knowledge and how much information they shared and as we were as we would talk about their episodes and everything we learned, we realized that there are a lot of things they said that we never thought of and that we even today want to implement in our own lives. So we thought being the entry-level podcast, we would debrief this with you and share with you kind of what we took from it and how we're going to make our lives better from what we learned. So Sarah, why don't we start with you? What are some takeaways? Anything you want to talk about? I know it's open discussion forum. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. Uh, agreed with you 100% on our guests. And I think it's it's definitely the first like full-on series we've done. And I would say it's probably one that anyone who's listening can take some nugget of truth from, whether they're just starting out or they are at the point where they're starting to make good money and they want to understand better how to actually save or budget or do more investing or whatever it might be. So I think it's one of those series, like no matter where you fell on the spectrum, you can take some nuggets out of it. And so for me, one of the best parts of it that I took away was really around how to better optimize like saving and paying off debt. So I think we spent a lot of time talking about that with Rachel. And I thought that that was huge because for me, I'm I'm kind and I think a little bit also from some of the takeaways from Eric too, when he talked about, you know, when you get to a certain income level, it's hard to know where to put your energy. Do you, like as somebody, I still have a, a significant amount of student loan debt. Do I focus my energy on paying that off or do I focus on other savings goals? Do I, like Rachel talked about her four bucket savings strategy where you have your bucket one, which is your emergency fund, which you, you want to target about $1,000 in that. And then your bucket two, which is six months of savings in case you lose your job or in case you just want to take a sabbatical or go backpack in Europe for three months or something like that. And so I think I'm probably really was dug into that piece of, of her advice a lot for myself personally, because I think I'm I'm in that bucket too, where I definitely have a little, I definitely have an emergency fund. So that's something that I've always tried to have just because you never want to be in a position where you truly can't pay a bill if you need to. It, it's just not, it's a place that I've been. It's how I grew up. I, I, we, my family didn't have a lot of money growing up. And so it's, it's almost a sense of anxiety if you don't have that kind of, that that emergency nest or whatever. So I've always had that because I don't want to live in a constant state of fear that I'm going to suddenly be like totally screwed. But I didn't have like a bucket two really. Like I've probably got like two months of a six month saving. So I was like, I really want to put more energy into that and get fill up, like fill up bucket two basically. And also put more energy into 
at the same time, like upping how much I pay off on my student loans to get those down faster, but also balancing how much to put into 401k and retirement. So I'm definitely at that place where I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what bucket <laughs> to, to, to put my effort into. Yeah. And, and I think I've devised a solid strategy on how to kind of move forward. And, and there's one other big area that I, that I want to talk to, and it's more around grants area. But I want to get your thoughts first on what were some of your kind of takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll keep on the theme of, of rate, what I learned from Rachel and what I'm going to do just because I, I mean, we did two parts with her. She was just incredible. You know, what, what I really, when I was going through the episodes and then listening to them back, what really struck me was I was happy that I did get advice and ask some of the right questions when I was younger. I felt like she did mention some of the things and practices I did seven or eight years ago. However, what I learned now is I still had some of those notions of what I should be doing. And I haven't done the work to figure out what I could do better. And so she really helped having that conversation with her. And I know Rachel and I kind of went back and forth about the stock purchase plan and how it helped when you're younger, but not necessarily the best way to invest and things. And, and it just, it really made me think that I need to do a better job of really maybe she talked a lot about those small investment funds that she doesn't touch and how easy it is to get started and things like that. And I've always shied away from things like that. So talking with her and doing going through those interviews and I've started her book after I haven't quite finished it yet, but I really kind of motivated me to do a, to, to learning more and, and really making changes with preconceived notions that I thought. And I, when I did, and I just wanted to make one more quick point when I, I did, when I listened back to the episode, I just wanted to make sure when we were talking about the stock purchase plan, when you're first starting out, it is a good way to develop a savings account. Like I, I mentioned, I wouldn't have even been able to move or buy a car when I got a promotion if I didn't have that. So I know I was a little confusing in my statement and when I was on the episode. So I just wanted to clarify that. But I mean, Rachel just really, her, how she, like you said, Sarah, like the buckets, how she focused, she really has this organization to what she's doing. And I just did not have that. And so I'm really going to work hard. And I've already, I actually have already scheduled meetings with two of my 401ks because I have the 401ks at two different places. And I just want to make sure that I have, I don't want to let things go as much. And so she really motivated me. So I know that I need to do more on like the investing front too. I think before I probably dig into that too much, I just want to get like the savings piece and some of the debt payoff. I know our guest talked a lot about you don't need to pay off all of your debt before you start investing. In fact, it may not even be in your best interest to do that based on interest levels and all of that. However, I think for my own sanity, I need to start, I just need to get the student loan debt kind of as paid off as quickly as I can so that I can just put all my energy into other things. But wait, so Sarah, so me and Rachel got into on the episode, we got into a conversation about how I, she talked about two methods of paying off your school loan. She talked about going after the biggest one first or going after a smaller one first if you haven't consolidated them and you had more than one. And I shared with her that I went the other, the opposite direction that she went with starting with smaller ones. Um, after hearing that conversation or hearing her advice, um, did you did your strategy change at all or are you still kind of going that way? Yeah. So I actually consolidated my loans probably three years okay. ago because I, I had like probably six different loans like loans from six different organizations or institutions. And it was just too many payments to keep track of and different interest rates. Some were super high, like 8% and others were low. So I just consolidated all of them down to 
I don't know, it's probably like around 5% now, which isn't great, but it also isn't terrible either. And so my goal is to just, I have one other like lingering one that's actually in my dad's name, but it's, it's probably got like a thousand dollars left on it. So I just need to like get that one paid off first. And it's actually the highest interest one of everything that's, sometimes you just need those small wins, even though it's not, even yeah. in comparison, <laughs> the amount that's left on that one is super small. It'll still feel like <laughs> have like a glass of wine to celebrate when that one paid off. <laughs> Just- yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I agree. I, I I mean, I took that method. Like I, I actually paid off. T- I had two smaller ones and then like a big one. And I paid off the two smaller ones because they were, even though they had like the lower interest rate, like, because yeah. I just needed a win. I was like feeling like, yeah. And so I agree with you. I think it, it really depends. And there was, when we were talking about one other thing that stuck with me about Rachel, what I loved what she talked about was how she really looked at college and wanted to graduate fast. And she was really aware of money and loans and just really smart about her decisions. And I wish, I so badly wish I thought about that. I would never regret where I went to college, but I regret not learning more about the loan process and money for college and things like that. Living at home after school. So you can like Sarah to your point. So you can start saving. Like I could not save because I was like, I went into rent. I went into my 401k and I put stuff into the stock purchase. So I know. I just little things she said, and especially for some of our listeners, I just think were so important. And I just, yeah, they really stuff. I'm looking back now on college and making those decisions. Like I was pretty lucky. My undergrad education, between getting scholarships and grants and loan, or not loans, but scholarships and grants, I think I ended up only needing to pay about 25 percent of the actual of like the full cost of going to St. Mike. So that's amazing in and of itself. So of that amount left though, but then grad school added onto that exponentially. But if I was smart, I would have lived at home after graduating from St. Mike's because I think my dad was going to charge well, you're smart. Just you would have made a different decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. my dad was going to charge me like, I don't know, $50 a week to live at home just basically for like groceries and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So just, just, just to say yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And, but I was like, no, no, no. I want to have a life. I don't want to have to deal with like my parents overseeing everything I do now that I'm, uh, now that I'm so grown up at 20 years old. <laughs> and so, and so I, and Burlington, Vermont for a year and then I moved, and then I moved to Boston. Oh, and, yeah, yes, you and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you did. I could have, I forgot could have about done that. a few things <laughs> different, but I think the part that really, really put me over the edge in student loans is definitely grad school. I mean, living in Boston and grad school is super yeah. expensive. I probably mm-hmm. have tripled the amount of debt from grad school that I do from undergrad. And a lot of it was I was going to grad school during the days and working at night and just trying to keep my head above water. Like you said, like I, I couldn't have saved if I wanted to. I barely yeah. had enough money to like pay my bills and, and like go out to yeah. night horse. That was, <laughs> yeah. like, it was hard. It was hard. Like it's hard, but you know, I will say, and I'm not trying to do a funny transition here, but what you said just reminded me of Eric, which is who like his podcast, because when we, and I, I'm sorry, this, I didn't mean for this to be like a funny transition or try to be clever. I just, Sarah said something and it reminded me of something Eric said was that when he started out and he was working, you know, that those were things that he noticed too, that he had, him and his friends had decent jobs, but they just had no guidance on how to like set up 
how to set up their savings and money. And they could, a lot of people can't book financial advisors when you're younger because they're expensive too. And it's like, you don't have enough money to really invest in the stock market. You, you, you don't really have a lot of savings to invest yet. So a lot of financial advisors and things like that won't even take your call. Like they right. won't meet with you because you're not going to pay them or you don't have the money to pay their hourly. But I thought, I think I, and I said this to Sarah guys, I think Eric's business model, what he's doing the opportunities are endless for him because I think it's a much needed service helping coach millennials and in recent grads and just people who aren't, you know, don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to like play around with. I think it's just so I think he's doing a great thing. And I just I loved his hustle and what he's building because it's just yeah, such a market. Absolutely. And I, I think he's in an amazing market for the millennial generation, like you said, just as as many millennials are starting to age into their late twenties, their thirties, they're starting to actually get decent paychecks and they're not just a lot of them are not just trying to keep their head above water anymore. They're starting to actually have some of that extra income that they can either put towards debt or save or invest or pay off a wedding or whatever it might be, buy a house, all of those different things. I think though, it's a it's also a good segue mm-hmm. into some of Grant's feedback and takeaways because I think he had an amazing episode. Just this idea that any of us, if we put in the time and the effort and make some sacrifices over a few years, can make absolutely insane yep. changes in our personal finances. And one thing that I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but one thing I really want to put into practice this year, you know, taking from him, taking from some of what Rachel talked about too, is his number one thing he said is, the easiest way for you to change your finances or to make a big impact uh, towards your debt or in your savings, he's like, the, the number one thing for most people is housing, right? So that's your probably going to be your biggest Mm -hmm. expense, especially as you get older and the idea of lifestyle creep kind of starts working in and you get older, you want your own place or you want a nicer place and you're trying to keep up with your friends or whatever it might be, or you just want your own space. You know, you don't want to live with five roommates anymore. Rest in peace, 701. (laughs) Yeah, 701. And so housing (laughs) and the expenses around housing start to eat into your budget. And that's a bigger thing than say one of your points, Lindsay, on one of the episodes was if you if you stop buying coffee at Starbucks every day, you're gonna save five dollars a day and think of how much that is in a month and then in a year. But his whole point is you those things are things that you enjoy. You don't want to give those things up. You don't want to give up your yeah. coffee or your dinner out or whatever it might be. But because those are the things that that give you those experiences that you enjoy. However, housing, you can probably save, like I was thinking and and something I'm probably going to do this year just to be able to make a huge impact and, and make, save a lot more money is I could probably cut my rent in half if I, if I get a yeah, this is I your thing. Yeah. Sarah's I'm, implementing I'm this. Really She's big on this. Seriously, this, this is happening. Like I, I've started to spoil myself too much when it comes to housing. Like I have my own one bedroom apartment, and it's expensive, and it doesn't need to be. Like if I just got a roommate, 
or something or, you know, found something a little less expensive, I could save probably an extra $20,000 in, in one year. And that's, in, and it's stupid that I don't just yeah. do that for a couple of years and then have all my student loans paid off and be in a really awesome place financially. And so I'm just, yeah. there's no reason for me not to do it other than just me not wanting my own space. Yeah. And getting to the point where I'm spoiled and I don't want to. Yeah. Like you want your, yeah. You like forget about you. Like you don't want to put a TV in your room. Like you want, you know, no, I was, Grant made me laugh from the second he signed on to the interview because he just sounds like the one thing I, I took, like Grant is like a hustler. I love the beginning of his podcast where he talked about how he had no, he had, he didn't even have money for Chipotle. And, but I, I just, I know so many people relate to that feeling and kind of same with Eric, like that feel it, like kind of, we talk about too, Sarah, like just, you're kind of in these like beginning stages and you're just like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? And I just, I loved, I loved how Grant talked about how he got to learn about all of this. Like he literally did a free service on Google and started and, and started there and, and it's just hustle. And all, all three of these guests just complete hustle and, and hard work got them to where they are and, and studying. And, and I just, and it was really impressive. And the other thing that about Grant that I took away that I'm very much implementing kind of like you, Sarah, but is the, is the cash flow situation actually tracking and making sure that I'm saving a certain amount of cash flow. Cause like I, sometimes I don't even look at my statements. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I, I know I'll have to make like a couple big trip ticket and I'll just use my credit card paid off later, like not think about it, but I'm really not looking at my bank account and saying, okay, so you got, you get paid bi-weekly, you get commission once a month. Where's all this going? Where did this come from? Where did that come from? Like when I, I don't pay attention to it. And so I want, I'm really making an effort to save more, like just be more aware of where I'm moving money, putting money as well as cutting down on things to have a bigger cash flow just from savings perspective. And, and I just thought, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I, um, I'll probably not so focused on the housing, even though I thought that was a really good point, but mm -hmm. um, the cash, the, the being aware of your cash flow and knowing little ways to get ahead. I thought Grant was just, I thought it was just definition of a hustler. Like it almost made me laugh. Like I like when I, we were interviewing him just because I'm like, I feel like you're like coworkers right now, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I really, I thought his, his whole, this is how you save is, is really good. And he was on Rachel Ray. I don't know if you guys saw it, um, but he was on Rachel Ray. And I think we're going to post some clips from it. And he just has a good personality. So he was, uh, I learned a lot from that yeah, one. Yeah. And funny story, uh, we, the day he found out he was going on Rachel Ray, he was coming on the podcast and he, he showed up. You know, I remember he was a couple minutes late because he was so excited. He had just found out. Yeah, he was like, sorry. Yeah, his, mom, his mom was calling him to talk about Rachel Ray. So that was awesome. We love that. Yeah. And um, I just, and also, and I just, I really want to just add something in, like from an entry level perspective, all three of these guests, I mean, you heard their stories. I mean, it's not like they were, they just fell into this. It was like these very powerful stories about how they got into this and why they, why they learned and, and are doing what, what they're doing. And Rachel's book, Money, Honey, Eric's podcast beyond finances and, and pretty much grant what, what he's doing and his appearances and the things he's written are just really, really good. So, I, I mean, I highly recommend um, listening to them. I know I started listening to the podcast and things like that. And 
I just, I'm really glad that they were able to make time to, to come on and talk to you guys because I thought they were phenomenal. Yeah. And I think another common thread amongst the three, even though they all had slightly different areas of expertise, like Rachel was very much the newbie to any of it, budgeting. She's not the newbie, but she teaches the newbie about budgeting and saving and investing. And Eric's kind of that guy where, all right, now you're making some money. Now what do you do with it? You know, you're actually, you, you did the work, you got the education, now you're making really good money now what and then grant's kind of just like this awesome story of not rags to riches but definitely like he he felt like he was at rock bottom and then he just he sacrificed and he hustled and he 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 basically did what all of us have this dream of of being able to do it's like oh one day i didn't have any money the next and and obviously this took him five years of extreme hustle but when you boil his story down from oh i had two dollars in my bank account and now i'm a millionaire it's everyone forgets that five years of hard work and hustle in between and and not just the the hustle or working hard because everyone works hard right you want to it's it's more than that it's working smarter it's 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 innovating it's thinking about okay what is the next thing that that people are going to need or want that i can learn and i'm going to go learn it for free on the internet uh, you know cuz mm-hmm. you can learn anything for free on the internet Granted, I, I value my my college, I value my college degrees, but the reality <laughs> that is true. You can learn anything that you can learn in a yeah. college classroom on the internet for free. There's no doubt. Is it always from the most valued source? Probably not. But the core of it is that it's out there. And so don't nobody should yeah. ever feel held back that they can't make extra money or do something extra on the side or learn a new skill because Grant is a perfect example that that is very much a possibility if you if you take the time, figure it out, understand where you want to go and sacrifice and do the things you need to do. Everyone, everyone is capable of of making an impact on their financial goals, I think is probably the biggest takeaway from from all three. And and truly, all three of them are just getting started. Like they're I mean, they are very I I have a feeling this is not the last thing's that they'll do and we'll be seeing hearing a lot more from them very soon. But guys, thank you so much. We, we wanted to keep this episode relatively short. And again, thank you, Rachel, Eric, Grant. It was just, we really can't thank you enough and we can't, we hope, and hopefully you'll come back on at another time when we do another one of these. But um, thank you so much. It really meant a lot to us that you guys came on and to our, our listeners. Yes, definitely. Thanks, Lindsay, for the wrap up. And everyone who's listening, if you could give us a follow on Instagram, Entry Level Podcast, and also check us out on iTunes and give us a review and rating there. That would be awesome. We appreciate everyone following us and and we'll keep it going for you. Thanks, guys.